Welcome to LOI Central. Just millimeters past the touchline and coming into your living room, it's Dan and Johnny. And you're welcome along to episode 25 of LOI Central with Johnny Ward and Dan McDonald in association with FutureTicketing.ie. And today we're going to talk about a dramatic, dramatic weekend in the FEI Cup with Finn Harps and Bohemians recording big, big derby victories. We'll also reflect on Sean McRover's exit from the Europa Conference League. And we will be hearing from Andy Lyons, who was the goal-scoring hero of the 2-1 win for Bohemians over Sean McRover's game that both of us were at yesterday. Uh, and this podcast will be found on Spotify. SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. And later on in the show, we will be giving away a four-star pizza. Dan has come up with a pretty ingenious question this week. Well, yeah, the, 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 the thinking behind the question is the reason people might be wondering why we're recording far earlier than normal this week and why we're actually coming into some people's uh, uh, inboxes or notifications on like, you know, early, earlier, a couple of days earlier than usual. But that's because I'm, uh, I'm off to Portugal later today. When was the last time you were on a plane, actually? Uh, it was December 2019. Um, made the decision at the start of 2020 to, like, uh, try and... I'd been away a lot, so to sort of cool down and to travel a bit. Because like, the last time I was away, I was doing a couple of pieces over in England, I think with Owen Doyle and a couple of bits around the, the grounds in England and stuff. And I'd been doing a lot of that in the previous couple of months. It was like, you know, start of 2020, I'll try to be at home a bit more, take it easy, and then... Picked a good be, year. It'll be a big year of travel, like, <laughs> later on, and then bang you know um so yeah trying to realize remember yesterday what like a an adapter plug is and all these things that used to bring away with you on trips so ireland portugal on wednesday of course i presume all the journalists who normally would go are going or are they or is it like is it a bit of a scatter well no this is the first one i think there's like Mm. 18 press going but um of all the say Stephen kenny games so far um i think it's only um like someone from Irish football fan TV, Gary Spain has mm. gone to the games, um, but that's you know that's almost arguably in a fan capacity. Like you know, no no companies are actually have been sending people. I think might have been one exception. Someone UK based might have gone to one of the games early on, but no one has travelled. But for this one, all of a sudden, it's it's almost. I mean, I'd say almost back to normal. It's not really as as many that you would normally have even for a Portugal Ireland game, but it's. Yeah, we're we're getting back, getting back, I suppose, into something, something approaching normality. But um, yeah, so I mean, the the uh, we, we will speak here from Andy Lyons shortly, who was heading off on twenty one duty with uh, Ross Tierney and, and Dawson Devoy. So um, there's a lot going on, but there was a lot going on yesterday. Um, there was a lot going on. Tell, tell us where were you at half two yesterday? Yeah, I, I was... Uh, it's a four o'clock kickoff, half two. Yeah, so then I realised the game's on. I have to go to the game. So, so where were like, you at half two? Like, basically yeah. up in uh, the East Coast, like around Clotterhead. Because I'd been to this uh, dinner in Slane Castle on Saturday night and um, was just completely in my own world. Completely lost my train of thought. And I was like, oh no, I have to go, go back to the game here. To be clear, you forgot the game was on. I forgot the game was on, yeah. I was like, I, how can we possibly like slate, zoned out. how can we slate any manager for their like preparation for the game here when we, we potentially had a much more grievous problem in the sense that I arrived just forgot comfortably that the game was on time though and um uh, it was an interesting experience. Dallas, like our producer at Dallas here, he's trying to move on from this. Like, I mean, how could he forget the game was on? Mm. <laughs> I know. Like Dell's not. Dell's horrified. Like I mean, he's he's here. He's here to be arranged and you know arranged everything. See, Galway United were out of cup action. And maybe I just zoned out. It was like a rare weekend of no Galway United games. It was like oh, I just I zoned out. But is it, um, is it forgivable? Dale? He wasn't I, even in the county. 
It wasn't even it wasn't the county. He was at a nine-course tasting dinner on Saturday night. And to be clear, you arrived up at the game in possibly the best clobber I've ever seen at a League of Ireland match from a reporting context because <laughs> it had a bit of everything. It was almost like uh, Saturday night top, Sunday afternoon bottom, <laughs> yeah. right? Because you had no your laptop. you had your you had your blazer from your dinner on Saturday and a shirt, very respectable, but then like. Lower than you had your, your jeans and your sort of scruffy runners. It was an interesting, like the, the only person I've ever seen previously in a, in a sort of a suit type style top and jeans style, you know, smart casual almost bottoms was John Delaney. In a, in, a night, in a nightclub in Armenia back in 2010 for the uh, the game in Yerevan. We're actually I'm did you sure, talk to him? I actually I'm trying to think. Generally, like over time, you, you you hear a story and you think you were there. I'm not even sure if I was there, but I remember this was the start of the campaign where there was um where there was a uh, you know sort of drink drinks a no well it was drinks a high on the away days. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. is when the fans and John Delaney were as one. Some of the fans that fans groups that were turned against them later, but they were in the tent then. So that was the campaign where Armenia was uh, September, and then October was Slovakia, where we had the booze train. Do you remember he got mm. the, he got the fans on the train because. The FBI had told them to go to the wrong place. You know, so how well, how else do you make up for that? Well, I mean, you know, a, a booze train uh, where you can get lifted shoulder high off it. But yeah, the John I, I did hear he was down. To, I did hear he was down downtown uh, in a suit top and uh, jeans and runners. But um, I can't remember if I, we went into the place. But there wouldn't have been uh, discussions or conversations if that was the time. But it I just was thought, bizarre. Right. But then, but then, but like your day, like your life sometimes is a is a great source of fascination to me. Because then last night we were having a correspondence late on, and I was like, well, sorry, it's a bit late. No, it was, it's on me as well. We were having the podcast early this week because I'm going away, so it's, I have to accept that. But we, you know, we're trying a couple of options to get people to come in. And, you know, it was a bit of a radio silence from you. And then you just responded to me and you said, I've just been singing with Damien Dempsey. Yeah. It's yeah. a half ten. It's but what the hell happened in your, your, your Dublin Derby experience seemed to just go to another level. F- filed a report on time and everything. We did an interview with Andy Lyons afterwards. Everything was grand. And then the temptation to go, um, I, haven't, I haven't had a pint after a League of Ireland game. And I don't know, like in Dublin in a long, long time. So went into the Bohemian um, a lot of Bose fans were there in boisterous form and just ended up in town singing with Damien Dempsey afterwards. You had a point after the Bose game against Pauk that was like three weeks ago. Um, yeah, well, okay, not a... Not European game as yeah, opposed to that, a league that game. Was, that, was like a, that was a different experience. So, like, like, so in, the last, in the course of the last six weeks, you've stayed in a and b with Dermot Kennedy <laughs> and you've sang with Damien Dempsey and mm. I just feel like you've graduated to a whole different scene in Irish and public life that I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm sort of happy that you're here yeah. at this stage. Should we hear hey, from were, you, were you singing with Damon Dempsey, to be clear? What were you singing? I sang it like a Lou Kelly number, but... Uh, it was how, a, did it, how did it go? Oh, grand until I forgot the words, like, you know. But uh, <laughs> it was one of them. It was a strange occasion. A lot of these musicians... Characters in a, in a pub in town. Who just, else was there? Was kind I of, can't kind really go into it. Like it was, it was more of a private Chatham House rules. Private, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you've already broken them. An, now, an actor from Love Hate it was it was all a bit mad. Like yeah, I've already. Was there another Johnny Ward in Love Hate? Is that uh, how there you was. Is there that was. how you ended up getting there? It was like Johnny Ward's coming in. It's like brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> it's like oh no, it's the podcaster. <laughs> this is all gone. Pete Tong here. This is a disaster. Dan, let's talk about the game. To be fair, <laughs> well, um, yeah, there's a lot it, to talk about from the game. It, um, it was an amazing game. Um, it, it was a lot a, going on. A proper, a proper Dublin derby. It was. Now, there was a lot going on. And I think, to be fair, um, 
No, we will we will hear from Andy Lyon shortly. Um, I, I did have some say, say correspondence from some people, maybe slightly unhappy of a Shamrock Rovers persuasion. Then we there was a tweet. Of course, you do a lot of the the picture tweets on the on the on the Twitter as we discussed previously, because um, you know you've gone cold turkey from social media apart from LOI Central Pod, um, and you had a picture of Andy Lyons in the skater because you were talking to him on the podcast. We were just about uh, to interview. We were about to interview. Which I should have but out. there was a sort of a sense of um, everything is is very bose coloured here. Everything was rosy, whereas from Rovers, it was a very different experience. And I, I kind of wonder, um, like just, there's obviously two sides to the whole thing. Um, because, and I think people you know, would know our feelings towards crowds being back. And it's absolutely brilliant to have the intensity of a stadium. And we, we love that stuff. And you never want that to be taken out of the game. And to be honest, like that's part of the... Uh, the the selling power, the pulling power of the Dublin Derby and everything is the noise, it's the passion, it's that people mm. care, it's that it goes, you know, it goes sort of full tilt. Now, it, it rode a fine line yesterday, it has to be said, you know, and I think if you were listening to this from a Shamrock Rovers uh, perspective, you know, you, you would say that maybe some of the grief aimed towards some of the players probably just went too far. There was a thing with Danny Mandrew, um, it no, wouldn't be the first time this season either that the Bowes Rovers game in Daily Mount has been problematic. No, 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 and and again, I we're not um, we're not sort of uh, it, what's the character in The Simpsons, Helen Lovejoy, as well. Yeah, we're not that, we're not that way in the... time, and it, it'll happen both ways. And like Rovers will play Bowes in Tala, and there will be dogs abuse directed at particular players and at the club. So like, I don't think it's really our thing to sort of get over the top. I was you know down with that sort of thing but clearly like it just probably just went on the wrong side of it in a couple of instances and I sort of wonder will we hear more about that now in fairness Stephen Bradley spoke afterwards and wasn't um, making any reference to anything at all like you know Alan Manis had a guy sort of running towards him pitching Vader running towards him with a, a sign at one stage and you know the Mandry stuff about his, his other half or whatever like I mean it just that's probably just got to the stage now where it's like you, you know that stuff's going to happen. You know the stuff's going to be chanted. And then, you know, he he responded. It's unclear. He, it wasn't. Sort of, it he wasn't. picked up something. And, of course, you shouldn't do that. But, of course, you know, from a, from a, from a, I suppose there's a, there's a human perspective as well, uh, walking their shoes. Yes, part of it as a professional is you have to sort of, you know, you have to be prepared for all the stuff that comes your way. And uh, you don't react. And that's, if he, if he goes and plays even at a higher level or whatever, you know, you will have that, all of the time, nearly as an away player at, at certain grounds. Well, so, he, he let himself down because he spoke during the week in the in the part of the European game that you know he kind of matured. Matured, yeah. And this was evidence that he hasn't. Like, I mean, it, 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 I've seen a couple of videos of what happened. You can you know make your own conclusions, but it doesn't shine well on Danny Mandrew. No, no, I, and and, I, and I'm not condoning the abuse he gets. So I think it's way over the top. Um, it's Dublin Derby, but like, you can't do that. No, no, the, the whole thing. The player, the, the player can't win in that scenario mm. to some degree. You know, the minute you react, um, you're in bother. But I suppose other people might listen to this and think if you're hearing people chanting about like your your girlfriend or partner like throughout, you know, mm. all the time, you're gonna f- you're gonna respond in different ways. I mean, like, would they have had a problem? Would anyone have had a problem if he just looked up and shouted, you know, f off or whatever? You know, but well, uh, one of his th- teammates kind of did something similar in the warm up, which is like, and that's part of the. But course. that's part of the game. Like, and I said, and I'm not like honestly, I'm not. I'm not being like oh, down with this sort of thing stuff. Like, 
it will happen. You can you can end up in Whataboutery with this stuff. Because yeah. Over the years, there are instances in that game where, at one particular time, one group of fans said something they shouldn't or chanted something they shouldn't, and it happens both ways. And you know, you see it all the time. Like, um, it, yes, there was um, uh, probably some sectarian stuff aimed in the direction of Alan Manis. Um, I've been at Rovers games this season. You know, sectarian stuff. An ex Linfield player. So there's no. You can you can just go around in circles with that stuff, and and it doesn't matter. But I I at the same time, <laughs> like you know, it's a very different closed doors world that we live in. Like I think one of the issues yesterday was a, a steward uh, having a go at someone on the bench. I mean, stewards in closed doors areas are basically just extra people in the stadium. And again, that happens both ways. You mm. know, that happens both ways too. So. Um, it was a terrible it, week for Shamrock Rovers. And it was, and and but I, I'm just I'm just referencing that so we're not just ignoring it. You know, I mm. think like some of the sort of coverage, was, some of the coverage of the game today hasn't even referenced that. Like there was an edge there, but there was saying that edge. there was there was an amazing like there was this amazing sort of atmosphere. But it was and, so and, weird. There were no away fans. But, it was really weird. But, so when Rovers scored, it was just like silence. Well, well, apparently, were you were you not in the press box? I was. Did you not notice what was going on? Literally to your right. When the Rovers' goal was scored, no, you're in it. It's amazing how you can just live in this world. So a couple of the Rovers, uh, there was maybe someone from the Rovers' website and someone recording it. Who, oh yeah, yeah. Who, who 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 made the mistake of sort of making a mini cheer when when the, when the goal was scored, and then uh, Bo's, I was looking Bo's, at Paul Butner Bo, thinking of your story Bo, last week. <laughs> <laughs> so Bowes scored a couple of minutes later, and there's a bit of taunting with a but a Bowes sort of a. A Bowes fan, I don't know what age you'd say he was, probably north of 45 anyway, uh, doing a... Because one of the Rovers people there was the, was the video analyst who's recording the game. Yeah, he was... So the if, they, yeah. if they sit back to watch the recording of this game, they will see the Andy Lyons goal, and then they will see a middle-aged Bowes fan do a provocative, sexy dance in front of them to celebrate the Bowes goal, you know? Um, I did so miss that. You did miss that. I don't know how you missed that. It was literally what happened right next to you. But, I mean, that's, listen, that's all part of it. And, you know, there's all this various things that happen around the Bowes Rovers game that it's ridiculous it to think be, there were 800 people there because it felt like far, far uh, more well they got the, <laughs> it was they, like they got a double at the last minute yeah. and it, there, there was there was the, the atmosphere there was almost comparable to games with like three and almost, almost three and a half yeah, yeah, it really yeah. was it had that edge and but but anyway I'm, I'm moving on beyond it but I'm just saying um you kind of wonder. I, I think there'll probably there'll probably be a couple of fines sent out, but they, they don't really do that. They don't give us the the information on the reasons behind that anymore. As a football game, uh, we, we will hear from Andy Lyons briefly. And well, it was a weird he'll, game. He'll cover um, a bit. The first half wasn't actually that no, good. No, it, it, there wasn't. Apart from the goals, there wasn't an awful lot of quality in the game, but it was so intense. I mean, it was it was real Dublin derby. A lot of yellow cards, a lot of needle, like a lot of needle, and um, just an amazing finish. It was just like. Where did Andy Lyons pull that out of? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Pico Lopez scoring against was, the former club. It was, like, it was deserved. I mean, the, the, better, the, better, team, team. the better team won, but in a way, I mean, it's not wholly unsurprising that they did because Bowes are playing, basically, pretty much playing their European eleven. That sort of first eleven that they hit on during the European campaign, which is their strongest. Um, their strongest team, you know, they 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 had an injury bullet that basically said there are no injuries. You know mm. that Stephen Mallon was back, the promise on Sherry was, was back, like seven or eight hours. and it was a Rovers um, patched up team. I mean, ended up with sort of Gary O'Neill on the left at the back three. Um, 
sort of you know, almost square pegs and round holes. Having said that, it was still a very strong eleven. No, no, I mean that, yeah. but that's because of the resources that they have, mm. which is far more than what Bows have. Mm. Um, so that's the power of the squad. Like that's why they'll. They'll, they'll win the league still I think you know because yeah. they, they, they have the ability to ship that but they, but it's cost them in terms of the real high intensity the the the, the games that matter the most I mean against Flora Talon on, on Thursday and we have to talk about that again it's a bit we touched on last week they just they were made to look a, at times just a bit pedestrian and just they weren't they're not particularly there's not a great freshness about them um, they're quite an, uh, an old side um, and so three, it's, it's hardly surprising, really, that three days later, um, playing a really high-intensity game again, or certainly in the second half, that they were the ones that conceded uh, a late goal. And, and the 10v10 suited both better. Of course. Yeah, um, both and when Andy Lyons is the one, too, with... Uh, Devoy. Devoy. Like, the Rovers players... Well, Mandrew and Watson, and then Gary Neal... Gary off, Neal probably like, backed off when yeah. he made, probably should, possibly should have gone and, gone and, and pressed the Maybe they think it's Andy Lyons and his left foot. What's the worst? Well, <laughs> that, there's possibly an element of that. Um, but I think more so, it's more likely fatigue creeps in late in the mm. day. And um, I think the way Rovers play... They they need they need everyone to be at it defensively because they take they take and risks on, on and they that as well. Chances, it's it's been know. it's been a remarkable week in that regard. In that like Alan Manis has like it's hard to watch somebody who is just like basically regressing with age. And I think that's the fact with Manis. Joey O'Brien was found out a bit in, in the two European games as well. I think he was he was, he was also exposed by the way. Like if you're going to play in a particular way. Mm. Um, you know, and you're targeted. Risks, take risks. You probably need then like three younger, fresher, mm. quicker. Like if you're a bit more compact, his experience, it, it, he's not tested in that particular department. Whereas I, I do agree with you. Like Joe, I think Joey Brown did struggle, but I also think um, the way the games panned out, like just found found gaps and, and exposed Rovers in in particular ways. And um, as I'm repeating, we're not we're sort of repeating what we said last week, but other people have commented that. They will give you a chance, you know. They will give you an opportunity, um, but you have to be sort of good enough to expose it. And when they they're down a few bodies and missing, like even someone like Lee Grace, it's classic. Once you're not there, all of a sudden your stock rises. Mm. But uh, and, and Liam Scales is now gone from the club. Cabin has and, been and injured. And, and Sean Cabin injured. has been injured at a bad time. Mm. So like did Aaron Green at left back yesterday? Mm. Like, was, was, did they have eight players ter- uh, over thirty? I think in the starting eleven yeah. yesterday. And I think the average age of the team for much of the game on on Thursday was was thirty because because um, like so they started up front. Gaffney didn't start. Green started and he's thirty one. And um, when Hoare went off, he was replaced by Gannon. Gannon, who's older than him as well, so um, they didn't have pace. They just didn't have no. pace. They didn't have any pace. Like, they, fair enough. Like they lost it in the first leg, but they, they didn't have it about them in Tala to actually overturn it. No. And Manus made a mistake, but they were struggling anyway. They weren't really looking like scoring at the time. They didn't look like scoring to it. I think. No. I, mean, I think it is true. Sometimes the obvious answer is staring you in the face. I think the fourth goal in the first leg did kill mm, them, mm. And, and probably it just killed a lot of belief. And 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 that was um, that was that was the the undoing of them. And they they needed to produce a perfect performance last week to overcome that but they didn't have the personnel to produce the perfect performance really um, they did but, but they it may was. but but it may well be that in, in a, you can be dramatic and you can you can you can you can sort of respond to it it may well be in the longer term I mean it's a short-term disaster for them although when you talk about the financial thing 
Um, okay, so they got, I think they got maybe 1.3 million or so in Europe. You need to do the sums in that. But they have sold scales for 6 million, or 6 million, she's 600 grand. So they're upwards to around, say, the 2 million mark. Okay, you're down a million, yeah. you know, 900 grand of what you might have been. But it's not exactly like that they've, they've hemorrhaged money this year or anything like that. They've just it's missed just, out on the chance to get some more. But it's been a week of real soul searching. But that's them. what I'm saying. It may, like, they're still going to go on, I think, and win the league. And now, but they're also now seeing areas where they really have to strengthen. And some of their limitations have been exposed. Like I even thought young Idemo Amaku. He did very well Amaku, yeah. But I think he did because he's young and mm. he had a bit of pace mm. and a bit of the unpredictable about him. Whereas maybe teams know what to expect from mm. them now. They're not necessarily always good enough in the league to stop them because they can keep the ball really well. But those teams that have that can that can absorb that and then break at them with a bit of pace can can cause them problems. So I'd say whenever they I think Robert's people always say they, they start to do the recruitment for next year around this time. It's when they really start to look at it or even during the summer. I'd say they're way more informed now about what they need to do. Um, I think the the, the the lessons of the last week form the basis of what you need, to, you know, what what they need to do going going forward, you know. And uh, I mean, Manus has been a terrific servant, but it's only natural when you have a goalkeeper that age, you're going to look for a younger keeper eventually. Anyway, I clearly don't trust the number two that's there at the moment, Leon. With all due respect to him, I say don't trust. But I mean, he, he, but he's not he, playing. He's not playing. Yeah. You know, it's not as if he's coming in for a a cup game or something. Um, Talbot was uh, outstanding I mean, yesterday. I mean, that's, that's it. That's like, the difference. Like, yeah, that is the difference. It's just, it's just that with, with scales gone now, um, you, you generally look to your top team in the league and say, okay, they're going to have a couple of players that clubs are coming to look at. You know, mm. they're in that profile of, well, they're about to... I think all the good teams in, in recent League of Ireland history generally have a couple of... Uh, players that are on the way to somewhere else. Like Dundalk 2016, it was Horgan. And it was Andy Boyle, and we came back, but the Horgan was the one. You can go back in time to sort of Shells and Wes. Like even they had Wes, even though that was quite an experienced team, to be fair, that Shells one. But you can you can go through the the years and the eras, and you'll always... Rovers in 2011 yeah, even had like... Right, and the Stevens yeah. went, and, and Shepard went to Wes. And I mean, Scales has gone this time. Mm. So there is, there is, I mean, there is one... Um, but again, he's a sort of a, a wing back, you know, he's a left wing back. He's actually a defender who they needed him at wing back because he was one of the few that was bursting into the box to get on the end of crosses. Mm. Whereas a lot of time in the game against Talon, they actually needed bodies in the area, but a lot of their players are happier outside the box, you know. And and their striker was Aaron Green, who hasn't really been playing this no, season. No, no. So and, like, and, and and that was it. Like they were playing a low block and they didn't really have the answer to it. They just it was very they just did they didn't create chances in the game. No, no. And the the fair enough the goal was man it's whatever you put your hands up. But like um it was uh, it was just it was it was revealing to see a team that, you know I I thought the the, the the Flora manager really got it right over the two legs. No, as he, well. no, he did. He dealt with Rover as well, and they kind of figured them out. He did. No, no, and um, I, I think I think we'll see now heading, heading forward. I mean, they do have Danny Mandrew, who is talented and certainly will get attention. Dylan Watts is still, you know, young enough too. Um, Outstanding but at but, times. But I'm just saying that they don't have like that sort of. They don't have the Lions, the Void, Tierney. Mm. Um, that sort of access they've known in the 21s that, that's the, the thing is the, all, like, all the chat after the game was where are these Bose players going as opposed to where are these yeah. Bose players going and you know maybe that's because I was talking the, to Bose fans but you know what I mean well, like, you were talking, well, yeah, who's yeah. under contract next season um, there's a lot of chat about Tierney maybe going now and it's like where, where, where are the Rovers players going 
Well, yeah, well, I mean, Rovers might just come and sign a couple of them bows. I mean, that's always the fear for mm. bows, right? But, but I mean, I, I think... I you think do I, wonder, though. I think a couple of them will be going away. I think if their next move, I think, would be England rather than across mm. the city. But I, I'm just saying that the the... There's no doubt that it's something Rovers have to look at. That actually their squad needs freshening up, and they've they've signed experience, and they've some now they've got some good players, some very good League of Ireland players on good long deals, and and that's that's really important, and that contract security is important, and and they're going to be very very strong, and they may continue to just win leagues, but maybe in terms of that Europe or that next level that they do need to, to, to have a couple more Liam Scales, you know, players mm. that are that you're looking that are, are people are genuinely actively looking and interested at. Um and I think in in time they may look at the last week as a really significant sort of learning curve yeah. for them in terms of where they want to go. But let's hear from Andy Lyons because we spoke to him in the in the moment after uh, in the moments after uh, the, the 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 glorious goal uh, that he scored. Andy Lines, uh, I don't remember you taking any shots uh, or pass with your left foot before. Uh, it's obviously not too bad. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's something in the dressing room that I've been told to stop shooting because uh, I always used to shoot when I get on goal. So I started passing, I started crossing, and kind of making the wrong decisions when I got on there. But it opened up today, and I suppose fucking jumping on the ground the odd time as well. I think I'm, 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 people are saying to me, but now nah, look, it opened up today, and I think I just messed my leg at it. And well, I'm not going to say I swung my leg at you know, precisely put it into the corner, I like to say, but uh, now look, it was brilliant. I think it opened up and I, and I, and I hit it and it was, ah, it's, the, it's the best feeling that I've ever got, I think. So, uh, yeah, especially in front of the 100 fans today, it just made such a big difference, you know what I mean? Um, and obviously in the game that it was, you know, it was, uh, I think it was it was twice as good with that, you know? I was just going to say, like, describe the buzz when the, when the, when the ball goes in, because celebration's sort of a bit manic, but... Yeah, genuinely, I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I think once it left my foot, like, I was running at, at such a pace that it was just like once I left my foot I turned around and just started running I didn't know where to go like and I think the majority of the fans are probably up this end and I ran down the other end and I think I'll have my teammates around this side and I'll down that side but uh, nah look it was it was genuinely unbelievable you know kind of way um yeah, I didn't. I genuinely, I didn't know what to do. Once I got to the stand, I was going to jump into the fans, but then I realised it'd be on a yellow card. So I was like, I was wondering as well. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't know what to do. So um, now, nah, look, it was unbelievable, and thankfully saw the game out, which is the main thing, you know. I suppose Dan as well. The 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 fact that like Dawson Devoy was instrumental. It was a very neat one too. Like at a late stage in the game, you had the legs to like another fullback might have just waited and you know seen it out to extra time, but you you wanted to attack. Yeah, I just wanted to score. I, I didn't even think of scoring at that time. I think I just played a 1-2 with Dawson. I just ran in behind and then thankfully he saw me like he normally does, you know what I mean? And then obviously I took a big touch inside and I think the pace that I was going at, I probably caught the defenders, um, you know, a bit unexpected. And I think the, the space just opened up and, you know, I just hit it and I don't even know where I went. I know it went in the back of the net, but I don't know whereabouts it went and I just started running. So, uh, look, it's something that will that will live long in the memory, especially for myself, you know. Just remind us, what's your goal scoring record been like, sort of even growing up? I mean, where does that rank in your career goals? I know in terms of importance, but like, what were your numbers it, like? Even the numbers, I suppose, when I was younger, I actually played up top or, or up, up front anyway, so uh, I actually scored a few goals, but yeah, they, they come far and few between. I think in the last few years, you know, the last goal I scored here was Waterford, and then the year before was crumbling in the cup. Like So, um, yeah, there's not many of them, but I think in terms of importance, that's... Uh, 
definitely up there. I think it's yeah by far the biggest one. You know, I was trying to figure out if Ross Tierney was being harsh there because he was saying it's the only goal he scored in your life or something like that. Yeah, you know? it's, a, it's a bit harsh. You know what I mean, it's a bit harsh considering I'm going away with him this week. But look, we we'll, we'll leave him to that. You know what I mean? Did you have room with him in the twenty ones actually? No, we don't. I think we have our own rooms stuff, because of COVID. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure he'll try again to my room at some point. <laughs> but I won't be letting him in. <laughs> the game itself was mad. It was just it seemed to have everything. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a mad one. I think it was uh, the first half was a bit weird. I think it was very hot, and I think the pitch was a bit sticky. And I think you now both teams didn't really get going. I think then second half, obviously, with Ali scoring and then getting back to the game, and the two red cards happening. I think it was just madness. And then I think to, to top it all off by me going on the score, and I just think it made it a bit madder, didn't it? So um, now look, it's it's a typical derby, I think, isn't it? Red cards and and goals. So um, yeah, look, it's it's brilliant, isn't it? And thankfully we came out the right side. So. Uh, yeah, we're buzzing, buzzing. After the disappointment of Europe, was this? I know you had league games, but has this given everyone a sort of a lift and a focus again? This game, because it's naturally disappointing to to go out in Europe the manner that you did, and maybe the hangover carries over for a couple of days after. But was this, this the size of this game just gave you all a lift as a group? Yeah, I think so. I think like obviously when you when you when you're playing in Europe and stuff like that, it's obviously disappointing when when we lost the poke and we felt we should have got something out of the game or potentially like got the extra time anyway. Um, but look, I think that galvanised us in the change room. We kind of came back, and our kind of aim was the cup was was the first. Well, obviously the league we played against Sligo, and that was the, that was the first kind of test we had. And thankfully we passed that. And then the next one is the cup. You know what I mean? And I think it's. Um, I was saying to the lads there a few minutes ago, like it's a bit of a weird one because you're playing Rovers, but it feels like a much bigger stage if that makes sense. It's only the second round, like, and I think a lot of other years that would have been the semi-finals or the finals of that game kind of would have taken place, but. Uh, now nah, look, thankfully it's you know we're into the next round and, and that's the main thing you know. You, you as well, you've got to be thinking of the Aviva Stadium, just the possibility of getting there again because I'm sure you just enjoyed it so much, the stage and all that. Yeah, I think getting a taste of it was was unbelievable. You know what I mean? Um, I think you know the three games that were there kind of just pushed everyone on and like kind of, in the change room, it's kind of a case of now like that's where we want to get back to because you know when we were there, I think we showed the the standard that we're at and the the football that we play. Like I think. Um, even with the fans, like the 8,000, I think it was 22,000 over the three games that were there or something on the lines of that anyway. So I think to bring us back there again, I think that's that's definitely the aim. And I think it's, um, you know, that's we, we've scored today. We've, I hear the gaffer saying my name there. I've got a bit distracted. But uh, yeah, look, we've, we've won. Keith Long is just all pervasive. Yeah. <laughs> look, we've won the game. We're into the next round. That's that's the main thing. Yeah, he's, he's on message now. Just on, in, in terms of Europe, like how did you find the experience? And were you disappointed in Greece? I know it's levels you're talking about, but I think, maybe Keith said afterwards you didn't quite believe in yourselves or what did you make of it? Yeah look it's a tough one obviously the first two games like I think last year like it was it was completely different because it was uh you know, it was a one-legged tie, and we didn't bring, we didn't have a home leg, and then obviously it went to extra time penalties, and I think that was kind of it. And I think last year we never really expected to win, but I think because of last year's test, it kind of brought us in this year, and it was a case of like, well, they were a top-class side last year, and that that shows where we were at. You know what I mean? So, I think this year, you know, we, we've brought it up a level again, and obviously getting through the first for the through the first two rounds, I think. The third round was kind of a case of oh look these are big side but you know we used the we used the experience from last year and the previous two rounds to to know that we're good enough. I think we showed that in the Aviva like um and I think that's what the disappointment is that we beat them in the Aviva and you know we had chances over there and we could have played better but um look at the end of the day it was experience and I think we've brought them experiences and, and brought them learnings into the into the game today and hopefully into the league as well. So um look it put us in good stead for the end of the season which is the main thing. 
Trying to get a replay. Where, where were you when all when it was all kicking off in the box there with Georgie and Ron and Finn? Did you, did you, I, did you get involved in it? I actually put the cross in. Like so, I, I I think I got down the line, put a cross in, and then something happened in the box. I don't know what happened. Um, and then I just started running in like everyone does and started, mm. you know what I mean, trying to get people out of the way and stuff like that. So genuinely, I've no idea what happened. So I can't say if it was or it wasn't a red car. But um, look, that's for another day. At least we won. At least we won, and, and we're through the next round. It's interesting when Roy Keane like talks about how um, you know players are too nice to opposition players after the game, and like it wasn't like that in my day. But this game didn't feel like that at all. I know like there was you know there was a bit of professionalism after the game, but there was serious needle there. Yeah, look, I think during the game, when you're in the game, it's it's a rivalry at the end of the day, do you know what I mean? Like, I think, you know, I suppose people know each other from, from the two teams, and I think a lot of their their lads have played for bows, and I think when it's on the pitch, it's it's a, it's a game, and I think there's there's no laughs and jokes, but at the end of the game, they're respectful to us, and we're respectful to them, and that's the end of the way, and we got on with our business, so, um, you know... We won today, and I think there are always lads that are respectful towards us. And you know, but on the pitch, it's it's different. You know what I mean? You you, don't, you can't really show that respect. You know what I mean? It's a it's a game, and you know, both teams are going for the win. But at, at the end of the day, I think everyone comes together, and you know, it was a good game, and we put a good spectacle on, and that was the main thing. It's really good, uh, respected Irish football journalist Dan McDonald compares you to, to Seamus Coleman it's after the game. The style, the, the style of Seamus Coleman. Um, you're obviously an Irish under-21 player. Um, you've scored a massive goal that'll be all over Twitter. Um, where's the future for Andy Lines or how far can you go? Ah, look, I don't know. I think that's for other people to say. I suppose I'm just going to put my head down and keep working hard and that's all I can do, you know, in a kind of way. So, um, obviously, I have to catch a flight in two hours to, to go out 21s with Dawson and Rossi. So, um, Only another hour left in this interview. I know. I tell you, I'm going to use the scooter to the airport and no, I'll get caught in the way. So, uh, now look, it's um, it's another experience, isn't it, going out with 21s and, and that's the main thing. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you go then if you're going to get a flight. But yourself, the fact that yourself, Ross and Dawson are doing it together, that you've actually come into the 21s at the same time, like what's that like? A sort of the buzz for you as a trio should I be going away and sort of flying the flag for bows? Yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think that obviously the three of us are going to be getting the flight today, together today. Like so, I think that's um, it's brilliant. But I think it shows where the club is coming. Doing a kind of way. Like I think it's players that have came through the academy and and all three of us have, which is which is a brilliant. And I think even the lads on the bench today. There, I don't know how many there was on the bench that was has came through the academy, but there's certainly a number of them. So. Um, it just it just shows where at, at, at grassroots level that's that's what's happening. It's it's brilliant to see and you know long may it continue. Is there is there a good respect from the other players in the twenty ones for what you've done? I mean, is there an awareness of what you've been doing in Europe and that and that type of thing? Yeah, I think so. I think this is probably the first time that we've I've came in after Europe. But I think certainly when the European games are coming on, like obviously I'll, I'll be close to a lot of the lads in twenty ones. Um, I think they they know that kind of you know playing in Europe and stuff like that it's, it's a massive achievement so I think they all take that and uh, and they congratulate you for that so um, yeah look I'm, I'm going to talk about my goal for the next few days and, and I'm incessantly what anyone says yeah <laughs> exactly um, I suppose to conclude though you you um you can strike the ball. You've you've got that attacking aspect to your game. That maybe, but maybe maybe we haven't uh, we haven't seen this uh, this uh, lines kind of attacking uh, prowess that we saw because it was an unbelievably good goal on your bad foot and a one two and a run at three defenders and whatever. You're you're obviously not too bad going forward. Look, I think you'll see a bit more of it from now on. After there that. we go. You know what I mean. I think you'll see a few more shots after, no matter where they go. If it's high and the it's high and wide or whatever it is, and I think I'm taking a few more shots from now on, definitely. <laughs> Good stuff. Enjoy it. Best Love luck. You, Top man. He's an outstanding prospect, and uh, it was just a, a go- what a goal to win a derby. But like, and then he's jetting off to the twenty ones. Great. You're just looking at like, as we were waiting for the Bowes players to to basically get that interview after the game, they're walking off the pitch, and you just think like, 
I wonder do they appreciate how good this time is in their lives? Like, well, I saw Philly McMahon even on the pitch taking a who who did a bit of peacemaking at halftime. <laughs> as, as, as you know, we didn't even mention that. That was really heated between Chris Benyon and initially Bradley, Cronin. but more so Cronin. Then, see, uh, I, see, I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then Philly McMahon coming in, like the, la- the last image I have of Philly McMahon is coming on against Mayo and his jersey being ripped off him effectively, yeah. and now he was coming in as some sort of a like a. Do you know, like an Irene Roberts type figure or something. It's like, what's going on here? And um, yeah, Irene Roberts, who's that now? Yeah, yeah, Irene in Home and Away. She takes them all into the halfway. It, it takes them all, all these stragglers into her house, give up the drink. She's reformed her life. Like, you know, she's. Was, was Pippa not the one who took them into the house? Was she the, the, Pippa as well, but like. But they know, all foster mothers in Home and Away. Pretty much, it yeah. That, that's a transient character, is an Irene, her desperate attempts not to go back in the drink, like, you know. Um, you know, the Irene Roberts, you know. I'm aware of Irene, but I wouldn't... Philly uh, McMahon, I love the comparison anyway. I'm, I'm, but he diffused the situation. Would he? Uh, probably not. No. No, probably not. But he, I saw him taking, anyway, it was at bizarre. Full, at full time, he was taking a, a, I saw him taking a video of the crowd. And really, yeah. As I said, like it was... I mean, Which is interesting considering like he regularly plays in front of 82,000 people. Yeah. So here he's playing in front of an official 800, right? And he's like, this is class. Yeah, I know, but it, it, I think that's the thing. I mean... Football in this country has a lot of uh, has a lot of issues, um, but like Irene Roberts, like <laughs> but in terms of numbers, in, in, like the the atmosphere generated by the atmosphere generated a summer football match. Let's be honest, it's far superior to what you might have at a at some other games and other sports with fifty or sixty thousand uh, like fans there. Well, I mean, you don't when were you last at a Gaelic Games game? Like. A Gaelic Games match. Oh, sorry, I forgot. You're one of these people that hurling is the best sport of all time. You know, it was until the slither became ridiculously light. But but um, I, 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 where okay. were you actually? What, what's your comparison here? Like, what fifty thousand creates? I agree with you in a football sense. Maybe rugby, I guess what I I'm saying know. that in terms of uh, chance and intensity and stuff, like, you 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 do hear people talk about like the atmosphere at games, but it's different. It's more people, fans of different types sitting in together, mingling. And that's, there's something great in Hand that. Sandwiches. Like it's, but it, you know, there's no edge. Like people, it's actually something that people extol. We were on, Dave, on radio with David Myler a couple of weeks back and he was speaking about, isn't it great that there's no segregation that you can do that? And that is part of the atmosphere. It's special. But I think the noise is dictated by the atmosphere by the game, the flow of the game, I mean, the chanting wouldn't be of the best standard. There's no, can you tell me, is there a yes, sir, I can boogie, which apparently the Pats fans, to be fair, were singing before bows. But, I mean, is there, is there any humour or witty chance you can recall from your history of going to uh, Gaelic games? Is there any rampant there, abuse of a lad because of his girlfriend? Exactly. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, you can probably, well, I mean, all sorts of stuff happen at club games, don't they? But that's a different story. I mean, that's refer- on the pitch. Referees end up in the boot and, you know, like whatever, you know. But I'm sure there's, there's grief. What well, wasn't there a game in Monaghan a couple of years back where some fella had his wig pulled off or something. I mean, like a lot of stuff can happen at a local level, right? But um, I'm just saying, like in terms, of, it's a different type. Fiddy McMahon enjoyed it anyway. It's a different type of atmosphere. Yeah, you wouldn't be going to you wouldn't be going to Croke Park for the for the for this playlist for the laughs. Yeah, you're going for the game and the great atmosphere that's created by a cauldron of like eighty thousand people. But it's not necessarily. I don't know. Mm. Is is there? You tell me. Am I wrong? What's the main chant in, in Galway? Probably something like Galway. Galway. I'd say. Would that be the main? That'd be popular. Yeah, that'd be yeah. up there. Any other? Any other um, Galway chants from hurling that you can recall? No, it'd be a different. Uh, be different. Yes, sir. I can hurley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they should. I mean, David they do something like that. No. Um, to be fair, the, the, the yes, sir. I can boogie at the end of the game was pretty cool, and then. 
Detzer, obviously, who's part of the backroom staff, comes out and he's like, he can't stop singing it now. This is like 20 minutes after the game, half an hour after the game, because it's in his head. And it was, this is a special time to be part of this Bohemian thing because like they're, they're after beating Shamrock Rovers, knocked them out the cup, did an amazing run in Europe. Where could they be in the league, Dan, if they hadn't started so well, there badly? You go. I mean, the, Rovers, Rovers are kind of running away with the league, more by the fact that they're not being challenged. Well, listen, you've, uh, you've been drinking with the Bowers fans last night, and you're going full Bowers bus here. You know, where mm. you, there were no full. Rovers fans at the game, so well, it wasn't, it, oh, couldn't <laughs> have been drinking with them, to be <laughs> fair. Like, <laughs> your man with the camera. Well, they could have been in town when you were going in to meet with you know, all your... All your uh, Celebrity mates. There was another game. They're giddy, Dan. There was another game. Well, you're giddy at the moment, but let's talk about another game. It was Finn Harpson and Derry on Friday, which I'd say there was uh, a lot of giddiness up there. Young Johnny Dunleavy um, spotted at the full-time whistle. Uh, he, he met his name into the match reports. High emotion for him um, as a local lad, uh, being a part of a Finn Harps team, winning literally around the corner from a family home. Um, it's class. And like a lad whose career was probably written off by a million people it's like he's done he's he can't get over this part of this um great Finn Harps revival as well also four wins in the bounce can't underestimate the challenge of Derry City at the moment say, the, say Flower of Scotland got a burst at say after the game <laughs> Wonder, yeah. you kind of hope Flower of Scotland was uh, produced at some at some stage there's a couple of Scots in the Derry side as well I might have been confused if there that is the case. Bows are trying to talk to the Bows fans they don't, Stop going back they, to Bows. They, don't, they don't want to play Harps now they want to avoid Finn Harps. So it's Harps, you have Bowes, to stop. Dundalk, this, this, you've just, you've, like, this is like um, you've been Pats. taken over by the Bows. You're, you've been taken into the warm bosom of the Bohemians family. And I'm trying to talk about something else. You're like, Bows, 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 Bows. Finn Harps. Yeah, what a, what a victory. It was. Like, it's, it is. And again, I mean, limited capacity, but it seems like they managed to... to Wouldn't it be cool to see Finn Harps in an FAI Cup final this year? Like, it, it, Ollie Horgan, uh, loads of people from Donegal up to see them. When was the last time they were in a Cup final? Ollie would probably tell you, well, we just want to stay up. I mean, yeah. and, that's, and that's true. I mean, there is this... The, the battle for second to avoid second last is crazy. Like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Well, there. the thing about it is, is that a lot of those teams are the ones that remain in the Cup. Yeah. Because you have a situation where, so Derry are gone now, who've moved in towards mid-table. Sligo Rovers are gone. Shamrock Rovers are gone. So it's, been, so it's going to be a different type of cup final as it is because I think over the last um, eight years or seven years, the league winners have always been in the cup final and you assume that the Shamrock Rovers will be the league winners. Yeah. Um, there's always been a double angle around it where it's not going to be the case this time. I mean, and Pats, we should mention, were nearly done. I mean, Pats went to penalties I, against I, Cork. I, I was actually... So, uh, so I, 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 um, I, I tuned into that like in the second half um, and I was just like, ah, oh, sure, what game will I watch tonight? So I put that on. Unbelievable drama. Like the last five minutes of normal time were just so compelling. And again, people in the shade at Turner's Cross, the place was rocking and Pats were really, really rattled. Yeah. Uh, again, a patched up St. Pats team as well. Like missing almost their entire back four. Yeah, and I think there's obviously in even in victory, there's probably some worrying signs for them in the sense that uh, the 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 loss of key bodies is is highlighting the depth of their squad or maybe the lack of depth of their squad. Their penalties were very good. Ben McCormick took the second one, which I think was a pressure one in front of the shed. Uh, you know, they both scored the first one, and they did have the whole thing of going first, which can. Is, mm. is actually an advantage and it's generally well, Yaros looks like a, a man mountain yeah, at his the, age for these that, I think the McCormick one was, was just a big one at that stage because mm. you're thinking it's a classic one there's, there's an 18 year old going up in a shootout mm. or whatever you know, very topical in the Euros context but uh, he, um, he's, he stuck it away and uh, but even I think Cork in a way I mean they'll have taken a lot from that experience and, and after conceding the two late goals and Cabo the week before probably just gets a bit of them back on the road but sorry to go back to the point I mean like Waterford are still going after beating Kilimana Waterford Dundalk, 
Liverpool. Killing a man at one. UCD two. Longford one. Uh, were the other scores from Friday dog, night? And then Dog five. Mocked as one. Dog five. Mocked as one. Um, the McC- last McCaffrey cr- after all the great mentions for him. Um, obviously manages a goal. And Craig didn't play. Craig yeah. didn't play. Um, a late injury or a late setback, and, and the guy who came in actually did reasonably well. But it was almost like Mick Daly said. Um, I think there's obviously quality as well, but I mean fitness was always going to be an issue mm. as well. Um, which which shows how, how good the dog actually weren't that good in the first half yeah. at all. I watched that game and then I went to Cork Pats for extra time. Um, Manute beat beat Cove as well three two. Well, that's the lads were results. bang on about that. And yeah. in fairness to Kieran Kilduff, like and that Wexford is yeah, like that's a great story for Kilduff and his you know that group of players and I'm sure we'll we'll revisit that before the quarterfinal as the draw takes place on, on Tuesday evening at half it, six. It, it is it is Wexford. cool that there's a non-league team in it because it just it's so hard for them now and like the romance of the non-league teams doing well like St Francis back in the day is pretty cool and also the fact that you're you're now kind of wondering what are what are Kieran Kilduff's ambitions down the line in terms of football like because this is like he's he's catapulted himself into the limelight in the FAI Cup um now, Cove seems to be struggling at the moment, but like it's it's a fair achievement, and it's, to be the league. Of, the lads run about the, the levels and the fitness and all that last week. It's a fair achievement to beat a, a league. Yeah, no, team. it is. But as I said, they want you want a first division team at home, mm. and that's what they managed to get, which was the the dream scenario. Yeah, so I mean, no, that was a pretty memorable cup weekend in, in some respects uh, or many respects I guess um, we should do the quiz question before we just look ahead to this weekend's games briefly um, it's a four star pizza question uh, did, we, did we have a winner last week? we did have a winner last week we did have a winner last week um, was it a Kieran O'Catlon that's what it was the dog, Kieran Callan, the dog fan uh, I think won, won the quiz last week as far as, far as I recall from the, from the draw Um but this week's question is sort of themed because uh, it's Ireland-Portugal related. Should be a simple question for people, um, but and I could be wrong. Um, can we? Can people text us the last Irish club to face a Portuguese side in European club competition, men's European club competition? Um, Good yeah, question, Dan. That's, that's the question. So, uh, yeah. Uh, look through the, the record books of Irish v Portuguese encounters. Um, Fixtures this weekend. Yeah, so Bowes Derry is, is off um, because of international call-ups. Waterford Dundalk is on, even though there will be international call-ups. Pearl Zahibo got injured last week, so I'm not sure if he'll even be able to travel. Um, but Tchaikovskis will be away and... Um, Sonny Natastad mm. would be away. Dan Cleary was on the bench last week. And they're obviously waiting, hoping that there's no injuries to uh, the Irish camp that could open the doors for uh, Michael Duffy. He's he's quite close to it. So maybe by the time we, we come out, there might be news on that. But at the moment, he's outside of the squad. What else have we got on Same Friday? Pats are playing Longford and Drogheda plays Sligo Rovers. And Finn Harps plays Shamrock Rovers. Which, uh, That's which an interesting one for Rovers. I mean, it's not where you want to go right now. Um, Harps in good form. Rovers will presumably have a few bodies back. But it's not the game you really want at this moment in time, I think. It's just it's just so it's so mad that like so Bows are on thirty four points. Bows. Again, we go straight to Bows. Bows are only table. seven points ahead of Bows. Dundalk are second last, but they've two games in hand. Watford, Harps, Drogheda. Like it's just and, and, and yet Derry are one point off Sligo Rovers in third. It's I, I've no idea what's gonna happen there. No, no, it's who's it, gonna finish second. We'll last? have plenty no more time idea. to pour it over in the next um, ten weeks. Give us the first division fixtures. First there. division fixtures next weekend. Treaty play Cove, Shelburne play Wexford. Wexford obviously still still there in the cup. Cork play Athlone, Cabinteely host Galway United, and UCD play Bray. What is it? The N11 Derby. The N11 Derby. Any word of Michael G yet? 
Uh, no, but he, he was true to his word. The French president was actually coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, it's like, that, oh, I remember. I did see that, yeah, I did see yeah. that last week. I was like, oh, yeah, I feel like I heard something. Oh, yeah, Johnny yeah. was chatting. And him. all the domination, all the headlines like, oh, Macron on the Irish tax system. And I was like, there's no mention of his take on Irish football, which Michael D, in fairness, said he wouldn't have anything to offer on. What about Macron and Macron, the sports <laughs> gear? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that's the question what he wasn't asked. What about uh, the, the Flora taunt of Shamrock Rovers? I mean, just I see Aiden O'Hara. I mean, you are coming back to a Bowes-related time again. I mean, I'm just there are people from Shamrock Rovers. This, this. I'm just saying, I can't stop that. Everything I was, says I was in in, in Tala. I was in Tala the other night cheering on Shamrock Rovers. Oh, it I know you were. Just didn't happen. I know you were. But I'm just saying um, that that that. Did see Aiden O'Hara from the Independent? He posted up on on Twitter last night. He said uh, the effort involved for uh, this Bowes fan to go to Tesco and get this uh, tub of flora, and the guy who obviously posted it. But this was alerted. He responded. He said, "No, it was actually Spar." Yeah, yeah. He, re- he replied, yeah. <laughs> it was "Spar rather than Tesco." Shout out to um, the, to, to the final balls reference. Trap six would be well known and uh, missed the goal, missed the first goal because um, he was sitting on the toilet under the standard daily mount. He'll be known to, to certain elements. Again, you've, this is not. I, the I, I, there's I cons- a podcast now. Do you know I, this. I, I consulted one up them. top. It's called. Yeah. You, do you want to go on that and maybe like do your little nicknames with your Bose mates? Bose might mightn't even be in Europe now at the end of the season. That's. That's where they're at. It's, I know. I mean, you could, have, you could go away with them next summer. All the lads, Trap Six, and all these other people, all your mates. I haven't, haven't I've I've followed uh, Cork City, Derry City, Dundalk uh, in Europe, but and Pats, but never Bohemians. And maybe one day Galway United, Dan. Maybe one yeah. day Galway United. Who wins the cup? Who wins the cup? Honestly, it's delicately I just now. I just still have this feeling that. The Dundalk, Dundalk. The Dundalk story of recent the years. Dundalk are the cup holders, by the way. Yeah, like people, people forget this. Dundalk are the Dundalk, Dundalk story holders. of recent years. They'll turn just, it on. It's just a t- it's exactly in keeping with their. With They'll their get drawn against Minute. That'll probably the bring them to the next. The Kilduff yeah. Derby. Like it, it is. It is a. It's a really dicey draw now because you could get Minute, you could get Wexford, you could get Dundalk. And that's like it's 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 going to be. For whose perspective are you pitching that from? That you could get. That's got to be Bowes. Bowes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, from the Bowes perspective. All right. um, Listen, I've been indoctrinated by the the, the Bohemian. This is hundred percent. Like, I mean, um, you're going to be. But I I do share some of the grievances of Shamrock Rovers. I think there are some aspects of the game that wouldn't have been very enjoyable. To be fair. No. Um, well, listen, we, uh, we we are back. We'll be back at probably at the more normal time next week. There'll be three Ireland games over as well. Yeah, what are your stage. expectations actually for uh, your well, trip to Portugal? I don't know. I don't know. I just these Ireland games. I mean, I was looking forward so much to the Stephen Kenny era, um, but now some of the discourse around all of the Ireland games is that you're pro Kenny, you're anti Kenny. People have their opinions formed, and it's actually toxic a lot of people are shouting at each other on social media at least i'm going to the game whereas when you're watching it at home particularly in away game you're just caught up in all of that madness but um yeah we'll, we'll talk about it next week uh, there's nothing really to say now other than hope it goes well and i hope by yeah because the survey game is next tuesday so we will probably be recording after the three games we'll have something to talk about then hopefully it's just something a bit more positive um, and not again. Uh, camps been forged and big debates about. Oh, he's only from. Yeah, I, no. Let's not go there. Let's let's leave that for another day. Um, and we will sign off now. And we will be back next week. Pepper. And maybe you'll you'll know then if John Delaney were in that uh, nightclub in Armenia with you or whether this. Was yeah, and we look forward to hearing next week. Whoever else you're going to be hanging out with next week, like Mundy, Brush Shields, Twink. Who else could it be? I mean. Julian from UTV. Shout out, shout out to Rory O'Connor, by the way, for his commentary. He held it all together quite well, didn't he? Uh, your, your Irish independent colleague. Uh, didn't he? Bows. Bows again. It's Bows.
It's always close. It's Galway United, Cabin Tealy on Friday night for me. <laughs> um, that was in association with futureticketing.ie. And we'll talk to you next week.